You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. talking baseball hall of fame today with mr baseball himself and the host of welcome to vangerville mr chris vanger i brought you on the show today to talk yep. baseball hall of fame love baseball hall of fame love you baseball. love baseball you might love baseball more than football when when baseball Possible. season's on you're Mr. Baseball. I love you got baseball. the Tom Selleck mustache and everything. I'm Mr. Baseball. It's perfect. That's so awesome. I, I got knee deep in that Barry Bonds article. I could tell. I read your article. Yeah, it was long. It was not initially it was what good. I had set out to do. But I, I want to say like maybe two years ago, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was mm-hmm. like, I have this idea for this story about yeah. Barry Bonds belonging in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And I outlined it and I just never got around to writing it. And I was like, okay. you know, like eventually I'll get there. And I wasn't really paying attention to how much time he had on the ballot or anything like that. But lo and behold, Tuesday rolls around and his 10 year eligibility window closes mm-hmm. and Barry Bonds is not elected to the Hall of Fame by the Baseball Writers Association. I wonder of why America. they, they I, I feel like they closed it because of him. Like it used to be 15. Yes. Right. So, so why did they lessen it? Like, I don't, that doesn't make sense. Like give, uh, I don't, I guess there's a limit into, because, because eventually I guess you're just going to get voted in because people are like, oh, this guy's been on there so long. Like, let's give it to him. Yeah. Because well, he kept going up in percentages, right? Like from the did, first correct. year, he kept increasing to this was his highest one so far. He was still 9% short, but he was getting there. He was. And so in 2012, he was on the ballot for the first time. Two years later, in 2014, the Hall of Fame changed their requirements for eligibility and said that your window now closes at 10 years, but these guys were already two years deep. And when I say these guys, I'm talking Clemens and Schilling as well, who yep. are all on the same cycle as Bonds. And so it's not really like, it's not surprising there's been such a pushback against like the steroid era. So it's like, if you just read between the lines, like I think you can understand they're trying to squeeze the pressure of putting them into the hall of fame down. So it's like, now you really only have eight years to figure it out. And like, you imagine that he's at 66% and had they gone on for another five years, there's a good chance that enough, uh, enough people agree that he gets in. And if you look Mm -hmm. into 2001, sorry, 2021 Schilling Clemens and bonds were the top three vote getters for the hall of fame but none mm-hmm. of them got the 75 percent, so nobody got in crazy so now this year comes around and david ortiz is the only player to get elected in the hall of fame and i have nothing against david ortiz like you know there's, you he's know, got he's got a good case but yeah do you know and like i'm not i hate going on like shows and talking about the steroid era because they said most people were on it and yes. i think you look at the world series winners you could probably see who was on it because you see guys like Bonds, Maguire, Sosa take the steroids and succeed, right? Do mm-hmm. so well. So I be, I kind of wanted, I, if you went back and looked at every single World Series, I guarantee you they had some some dopers. And I want to say there was even some dopers on my fucking, I hate to cuss, but my Angels when we won in 2002, when we beat Bonds, both teams were probably having some dope guys. You know, it was just so rampant within the game. And this is now an argument for like why he should be in um, because you can't tell who did it. There are guys that are in there that definitely did it. I think Manny Ramirez had a lot of the talk that he had done it, right? I, I think he tested positive at some point. Okay. I don't, I don't want to be smart well, his name. Manny but Ramirez is right-hand guy. And you're telling me that they're balling in Boston and they're not like, what you doing over there? Oh, no, the Major League Baseball hasn't caught on to it yet. I'm balling. David Ortiz was Barry Bonds like on another level and I'm not saying David Ortiz did steroids I'm not saying that I think he was mentioned in the Mitchell report if I'm not 
mistaken. I don't have, have the entire Mitchell report in front of me, but there was a lot of players that were identified. And I've listened to these talk shows and they bring up a good point. The Mitchell report was like a small portion of like two teams, right? No one's ever taken like a full report on each team and gotten sources and gotten all this. Yes, Congress investigated and it turned out Bonds was lying. And most of these guys are lying, right? Bonds was like, I'm just doing the cream and the clear, but he did a bunch of other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I, if you, I'll let you keep going. I'm going to get to my. Uh, uh, I don't even know where I left off. Um, but the you were writing your outline, the thing came down, and you wanted to write this now. It yeah, I did, and you were just talking about like the the widespread use of steroids, and mm-hmm. I think it was 2002 or 2003 where David Wells interviewed and said that like 25 to 40 percent of players are using steroids, and then. Jose Canseco's book in 2005 said it was up to 80% of players are on steroids. Yeah. And so it ramped up. Yeah. And then when the, the, uh, I guess the suppliers, the Greg Andersons of the world were, uh, copying their deals Mm -hmm. for the Balco investigation, Mm -hmm. they did not have to disclose their client list. So what ruined careers. Yeah, so you don't really know the extent of steroid use, but I mean, it's you don't have to be a investigative journalist or a scientist to look at like you know the '80s baseball and be like, oh yeah, these guys are totally clean. Like, and the crazy thing is, like McGuire and Sosa were celebrated for being like the Bash Brothers in Oakland, right? Just constantly bashing homers, being yeah. huge, muscular hitters. But because we, did, and, and this is what I'll say, but I'll interrupt you because, and this is one of the reasons why I have an issue with it, is I was lied to. Because yes, I'm seeing this amazing performance, but if you would have said, hey, these guys got shots in their butts before the game, that's why they're hitting home runs and that's why they're better than everyone else. And that's why these they're hitting the ball so far. I've been like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not as into them. And I think most people wouldn't be in them. So the fact that you are hiding that from me as a player and as a team or whatever, just to make it seem like you're doing things that in the 70s, 80s, throughout baseball time, people have not needed these steroids. That's where I have an issue with it. Continue. Uh, steroids have not been the only performance enhancing drug that's been throughout baseball. There's a big amphetamine era of baseball as well, Mm -hmm. uh, that helped like focus and energy and things like that. And that's now on the banned substance list. So yeah, it's not like, and I've, I've told you this several times when we talked baseball on your show, when we used to do it, I said, cheating in baseball is as much a part of baseball as everything else. Like it's always been about cheating. But let you me know, ask you a question. The World Series champs in 2017 and 2018 yeah. both cheated. Agreed. And they got in trouble. <laughs> but in regards to like stealing signs, which is technically cheating, it's mm-hmm. not against the rules. If filming you look at the rule what? Filming it is. From Again, center field film, and relay. Filming it is. But they're the fact that they're allowing you at second base you can look into the catcher's thing and if the team is not smart enough to throw different signals down you could notify the batter that's technically cheating right so yes you're right that there's a whole like element of cheating to baseball and i get it but for some reason to me when it comes to doing something off the field to enhance your performance and yes guys probably took adderall and guys probably did this it's the steroids for some reason that bulked you up that allowed you to come back from injuries quicker that allowed you to be better than everyone else because other players in the league were following the rules. It just rubs me the wrong way. And I think ultimately in the discussion of Barry Bonds, that's where Balco comes in because Barry had a very good career. And then in 1999, he just starts having like all these nagging injuries, right? But at at this point in his career, he's like a seven, eight time gold glover. Yeah, he's 34 years old at the time. Uh, he only plays 102 games that year, mm-hmm. and he still hits 34 homers and has 83 RBIs. Like, still has a, a pretty solid season for only playing 102 games. Yeah, and then it's in his dealing with injuries that the association with Greg Anderson from Balco happens in 2000. Yeah, uh, he comes back and has a very strong year, almost gets to 50 homers. They knew in what they were doing. They, games. they knew it was wrong, and they continue to do it whether Major League Baseball turned a blind eye to it or not, they knew it was wrong. And that's where it gets, that's where for me, I'm okay with those guys not being in the Hall of Fame. 
they sure did turn a blind eye at uh, Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. No, I understand. He, again, there are guys that are in that maybe they made a mistake that shouldn't be in, but you're not going to, I mean, you could, I guess you could take that away from them, but it seems like that's, a, you know, a waste of time. But if it's preventing guys that can from that were cheating, that made choices from coming in, they're not going to let him in. Pete Rose, best hitter of all time, choices is what doesn't allow him to be in the Hall of Fame. And I Pete think Rose that should be in the Hall of Fame. That's a, that's a whole different story, but Pete Rose should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he's, again, the best, he's the best hitter of all time. Agreed, but he gambled on the game when he knew he shouldn't. You yeah. make choices. As so long as, he, as, long as those... he didn't throw the game, though. As long as he didn't bet on his team to lose. We will and never know. The game. We'll never know. You'll never know. It, the fact that he gambled at all when you are participating in the game is grounds for, and again, Bud Selig had it out for him, gave him a lifetime ban. Don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I agree. I kind of think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But he's not, and he made choices, and I'm fine with it. He made a mistake. And I think a lot of these guys not being in the Hall of Fame because it's voted by baseball writers are dicks. That's why they don't get voted in. And that in, in these award-type situations, you win an Oscar. It, you had a great... There are Oscar-winning performances every single year. The guy that wins the Oscar is the guy that everyone likes <laughs> that you talk to and schmooze. And that's a part of that profession. So if you're going to be like Barry Bonds and all these asshole dudes that aren't going to give the media a time of day, like they, they, they keep their noses up and, and they're, you know, he was hated by every team except his own. And even now, even I don't his know. own, he brawled with Jeff Kent in the, in the dugout. Another guy who they say was a dick, but, mm -hmm. but, and he's not in right. Kent. Nope. Not he yet. could be in another argument to him is like the only reason he has great numbers of the giant was because he was bad in, I think behind Bonds or in front of Bonds, like he had because Bonds got walked all the time. Sure did. Uh, he was a great hitter. He deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. You're right. After those seven years, the first seven years when he was a skinny Pittsburgh Pirate boy, he's one of the best baseball players of all time. He made terrible choices. He lied. He tried to cover up this performance when he didn't need it. And his whole thing when they asked him, they're like, why'd you do it? He's like, well, and he said, because he saw McGuire and he saw Sosa getting all this accolade when he knew he was the best player. So he, his ego couldn't handle these guys doing things that he couldn't do because that he was doing, but not to that level because of the So he's like, let me take those stories and see what I'm like on it. Right. I don't like it. I'm fine with him not being in the hall of fame. He is one of the best baseball players of all time. And it's just because of the choices that he made that I don't like him or think he needs to be in there. In 1998, that year yeah. you're talking about, I initially thought that too. I initially thought that he was jealous of Maguire. Is that Sosa. not? I thought that was confirmed reported. Is that not? I mean, in what I did research wise, like I never came across him actually saying that, but I also didn't like look at all the court transcripts from I feel like I his, heard an uh, interview with him. Like it, the truth is it's quite possible, right? But uh, in 1998, when the Sosa and Maguire were chasing the home run record, Barry hit 37 homers, mm -hmm. had 122 RBIs, 28 steals, yep. batted 303. Yeah. So he, he had a ridiculous MVP type of year in 98, but nobody remembers that because of what was going on with the home run chase. Okay. And then 99, he gets hurt. 2000, he starts working with Greg Anderson and gets the, the cream and the clear and the steroids and whatever else he was on, human growth hormones. And then in 2001, he comes out and he makes baseball look like a joke. He hits 73 homers, 137 yeah. RBIs. He walks 177 times, which led the league. He bats 328. He leads the league in on base percentage, slugger percentage, OPS, uh, like just dominant everywhere, basically. You couldn't pitch to this guy from 2000 and to you, 2004. You could not. You could not. And another issue I had with him, again, he's a great hitter. Uh, and I guess this is just my issue in general. I don't think the elbow pads should be i want to say allowed um but this dude would wear armor when he walked up to the plate and he would stand right on the plate so it's like you're giving him such an advantage with not just the series but he's putting his left arm it's because he would always get hit there if you remember his stance because mm -hmm. he would stand so close to the plate when you stand so close to the plate you can you just cover better plate coverage. You can get that outside pitch and you could it turn. You make people want to throw you inside, but you're so fast when you turn on the inside that you put and he would wear this thing that was just like, that's not fair. 
that is not fair to allow him to do that and just make that much more of a disadvantage of the pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he he dominated all pitchers. No, I mean, like dominate. I was watching a thread that they uh, never got a World I've, Series though. Barry never got a World Series. Never got one. He lost sure? to the his only one. Yeah, he went to the three with the Pirates, right, or whatever the two. I can't remember. They never got him on him. I thought they played back to back against the Angels. No, they only played one year. Oh, he got there one year. He had a good series. Game went seven games. They should have had it. The Giants were up three two, and the Halos had him need a miracle comeback. That's, that's right. I was. At we work got a big double there. from Troy Gloss, who I'm not going to say he was, but I feel like Troy Gloss's head was getting kind of big. But that was he had, he had a short lived prime. Exactly the Brady <laughs> Anderson like like short lived prime where you're on the roids for one year, two years, and you're bulked up and you're you're able to lift more and you just see the ball better and you hit the ball farther and you hit it harder. Talk about the, I would love to see the stat cast hits during the steroid era, right? Like how hard were these guys hitting the ball? Like just moonshots. And uh, I'm not saying he was because I love Troy Gloss and I love the Halos, but I'm not the one that's going to be like, our team didn't have any of that going on. I feel like we maybe had a little bit. Uh, and who knows? Who knows? I mean, it was, I so, it was so widespread that, you know, I think there's a good argument to be made that it was probably in most locker rooms. Yeah. Uh, but since we're, you know, since we're on the topic, I brought it up because I think bonds should be in there. I know you the, should. the yeah. reason for that is I think you could eliminate all of his steroid years and he's still easily one of the best players of all time. If you take out all of his steroid years, yeah. he's still the no. only guy in the 400, 400 club. His average season is uh 32 homers 93 rbis 33 steals and that's in 143 games i can't season. argue that i can't so, argue with that so it's like yeah i i get that it's like yeah he did steroids and uh he lied about it and like i mean he paid the price for it too like he went to court he got convicted mm -hmm. and then eventually yep. got overturned of appeal yeah uh so he's going through all of the stuff um like off the field and the crazy thing is like growing up I always heard Barry called like an asshole or an yeah. egomaniac or a dick, like different varieties of that. Right. And there was like a book that came out where it was composed of like 500 different interviews with players and managers and teammates and all this and not a single interview with bonds. But the, the general consensus in this book was that like he had just a, a ridiculous ego and was an asshole. But at the same time, like for some reason, like watching Bonds, I always felt like he was a guy who wanted to be liked because you saw like yeah. in Pittsburgh, he was such a great player in Pittsburgh, but because he wore gold chains and he strutted and he like behaved a certain way, he wasn't well liked by the baseball writers, right? By it, the way, it was, it was it, always the preference that Ken Griffey Jr. was our guy. Yeah. By and, the way, if he did that now, he's probably one of the most favorite players in the league. That's what Fernando Tatis wears the most chains, and people love him. Yeah, but just think about, like, a couple years ago, I was still hearing in baseball that, like, the way that these young players were behaving and, like, the tossing That's of the changing. bat and the posing. Of course it's changing because baseball writers are aging out, and there's younger baseball writers taking yeah. over. And so I think, the for me, like, looking at it from the outside looking in, I think... It wasn't just, I, I think what I said in the story, like it's not just that Bonds did steroids. It's that he was such a, a polarizing figure for so long that when he finally became like the steroid Barry Bonds and was this gargantuan baseball figure that the writers finally started to come around on him as like one of the all-time greats. Like yeah. he, was, he was already there before that, but when he started doing everything post-2000, it was like, he was baseball for five years, right? And so all mm -hmm. the writers finally start coming around. They finally start like elevating Barry to the status. And then in 2000, I think three, when the indictments happen on his trainer and the steroid allegations kind of cloud everything, it's like the baseball writers resisted loving him when he was legitimately great, not on steroids for 14 years. Yeah. And then they finally come around once the steroid numbers actually elevated him to the status where it's like he's undeniably great at this point and he's the best player in the game and mm -hmm. he's just proving it year after year after year. And then to have the steroid allegations come in behind that and kind of, you know, undercut this 
endorsement from the writers. I think the writers are upset with themselves more than they're upset with Bonds because it's like we endorsed this guy after hating him for so long. And it's like we were right to hate him. He was such an egotistical prick, like that kind of mentality. And it's just like held on for this long where, I mean, at least 66% of the vote went Bond's way. I mean, that's two out of every three writers, which is more than it was when he started, which I yeah. think was less than 50%. It's well said. I can get behind that. They, just, they that's were, what makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I can get behind that. Again, he's not in because he's supposedly a dick. He lied and he cheated. And they control who gets in. And they have this 75% for a reason. It's a hard thing to attain. It's a life changer when you become a Hall of Famer. Everywhere you go, there's a, that's a Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Famer. And they're not letting these guys in because they, you know, it's so interesting. Like, you took some steroids and you had such a great season. You're not like, and, and then you lie about like, is Andy Pettit in the Hall of Fame? I don't no, think so. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He admitted to it. I liked what he did a much better, like admitted to it is apologetic for it. These other guys like Palmero, they're like, nah, we never did it. Like, I'm not talking like, bro, your head is massive. Like, just tell us the truth. Like, Plausible be deniability for as long as possible. Yeah, Barry Bonds, if he came out, he's like, yeah, I did it. And and was just humble. And, and he might've gotten in, but he was not going to do that. And he doesn't need it. Clemens, the same thing, bro, it was obvious. Nobody gets better as you get older, unless your name is Tom Brady. Tom's even, got some interesting uh, health yeah, he regimens does. going on. He's got his own products. I'm not saying that Tom is on steroids, but he has a very controlled retires, diet, exercise Nick. regimen, all that stuff. I think he's but done. He might be, but I think he's. He had a quote where he's talking about his family and that he wants to be a good dad. And he's 44, and to come back for another grueling season to get back there. I guess you still have the defense. You still have the players, but it's like. Gronk doesn't even seem like Gronk comes if Gronk if Brady retires Gronk retires for sure but I don't know I just I think that Clemens and Schilling should also be in at some point like again Schilling's not in because he's a dick too but yep. Schilling deserves to be in playoff yeah. success just gets him in, in my yeah opinion. but I mean is he not part of the steroid era as well I don't think it ever came out that he took steroids he wasn't caught in anything if him so is more his well then why has he been held out for 10 years political views and he's a dick he's like an anti-vaxxer like taught like conspiracy theorist he got 70 percent of the vote last year and then it went, and a it little went bit down. down again yeah, yeah he, again that's his media his brand like so, again it's all a it's all a, a who likes you contest so ultimately what this all brings about is should the baseball writers of America be the ones selecting the players in the Hall of Fame? Yes. That's what they've been doing for how long? That's yeah, it and it, it's funny because, I mean, I don't think so, but when Kristen was asking me last night about, like, why the baseball writers have so much power, and I said, you know, for a long time, even, even now, like, you can't watch all the baseball that's on because there's just so much of it, right? Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, like you just have to rely on the writers and the writers are a big part of telling the story of baseball. And they were even more so before, before all these TV deals got copped before there was like, uh, I don't know, like the Sunday ticket version of baseball. Where yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you I can, can watch get all the any, games for 20 bucks a month. I could watch any baseball moment live happening every day. That, that hasn't happened. That hasn't been happening. And I think that's like 10 years old. So before that, and before, you know, the internet, you relied on these baseball writers. Yeah. And, well, baseball writers obviously have a place in the sport. I think it's important to remember that there's a reason that they write about it and mm -hmm. the players play it. And oddly enough, like, I, I had asked a friend of mine once, like, why do you love baseball so much? Like, what is it about mm -hmm. baseball over other sports? Yeah. And he, t he told me it's the one sport that he thinks he could have played. Still not playing it, but I yeah. think that's what it is with the writers. It's like it's the sport where they feel like they are the closest to the athletes, where it's like if you look at the NBA or the NFL or Those hockey are even. Yeah, it's like there's no way you're ever going to be no. playing in any of these. Baseball is like, hey, all these guys are really good athletes as well. And the fact that they can hit this ball even with moderate success, like you guys that are in the booth writing about it, 
you can do everything except for step into the batter's box and have success. You could stand out there in left field and not do too much and maybe feel the ball that comes your way and throw it. And maybe you don't have all the other skills. Like you could do probably everything other than pitch and hit. By the way, you, may, you may not yeah. be able to do it at a high level, but you could actually like go through the process. Like, like if you play in like a softball league, you're doing a lot of the same things. You're just not doing it at the same high level. No, again, though, you could hit. If you said, I'm going to learn how to hit and you had to put, invest in a batting cage in your house and you had a pitching coach or, and you could, or a hitting coach, you could learn how to hit. Anyone yeah. can learn how to hit. My eyes yeah. aren't good enough, man. They like once my vision started to go in high school, like I couldn't hit anymore. No, I know. But you, there again, you could get LASIK and you could get your eyes going and, and, and hitting is just timing and watching the ball. And it's, and yes, you, the, the faster, the better. It's all hand-eye coordination. Reaction time. Yeah. Reaction time. But like. I could never be in the NBA. Like I'm too short. I'm too. I'm not fast enough. It's like the the game is too elevated. I could never play in the NFL. You, you so you still hold out that you could potentially be a baseball player. No, I listen. I, I think anyone can. I think and the baseball is the one sport that if you choose to learn the game and like David Eckstein won a World Series. Dude was like five foot five, and could hit the. It's just it's a sport that I think anyone can do. Um, again, that's an over-exaggerated statement, but you could learn how to do it and you don't need to be in the physical specimen to be able to play professionally. Whereas that's, most that's other things That's my point, do. though, is that like I think the Baseball Writers yeah, Association know, like is filled with guys that think that they're closer to the top of the, the food chain than they actually are. And so you're looking at Barry Bonds and being like, well, I would never do that. Like he he's besmirched the game that I love that like I deem yeah, to be no, no, clean a in a point. certain way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, there's a reason that you're sitting behind a desk writing about it. And Barry Bonds is out there bashing 73 home runs. And if you were in his position where you're constantly evaluated on a performance level, every single time you go out there, you may feel differently about, using something to up your performance like do you, you drink could. a ton of coffee when you're writing so you can stay awake and focus better or are you maybe doing like adderall or maybe a little nose candy to like meet a deadline and stuff like that so you know people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones and i'm not saying that the baseball writers of america are all a bunch of fucking drug addicts that like stay up mm -hmm. to cover baseball i'm not saying that but i also think there needs By the way to be it's not against the rules though it's what? not against the rules to take out <laughs> deadline. What Barry Bonds did, he knew it was against the rules. When Mandatory testing was not until I think 2002, though. I understand, though, but you know it's wrong and you're <laughs> trying to hide it. And if you know it's wrong and you continue to do it, there are consequences for those actions. And yes, I, I will say that Bonds' attitude and his continued uh, unwillingness to admit to wrongdoing is certainly not helping his case, right? If it came out that Albert Pujols had a couple years where he was doing the, had some cream and clear and did a couple steroids. And, he, and he's like, if he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I did this dude would get in the hall of fame because he's a nice guy and people like him. Like, I think a lot of why Barry doesn't get in is because of the way he rubbed people. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think a lot of like, like I said, and lying. The, the writers that covered him for a long time were like, this guy's an arrogant dick and I don't like him. And I and like he's buried in Pittsburgh, so we don't have to worry about him like, you know, as, as a superstar. And yeah. then he goes to San Francisco and it's like it's a much bigger media market. Uh, and then all of a sudden the steroids come in and like, you know, for five years, baseball like went through San Francisco. By the way, I'm fine when you, there's a part of your article where you're like, and I've heard this argument before. It's like, it's just a museum. It's just, you can't tell the story of baseball without having Barry Bonds. So he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And to that argument, I say, to me, it's not a museum. I it is. That. No, 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 I know. But I've heard that argument. Mm -hmm. To me, it's not a museum. It is a shrine where you honor the best baseball players. You're not just telling the story or else everyone would be in the fucking Hall of Fame. It is an achievement that you were voted into that for the time that baseball has been around, this is our measuring stick. When you get to 300 home runs, when you get to 500 home runs, when you get to 3,000 hits, when you get to whatever, 3,000 strikeouts, these are bench points that the ride that in your head, you're like, okay, this guy might deserve to be there. And I think that this era of baseball does need to be told, but it shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame where all these other guys are. Just that the yes, they might. What? Just make give the steroid it, wing. Give up the steroid. When I go to, to, to Cooperstown 
and I'm walking through there and I, there's like all the but the Hall of Fame players and it's like over here in the basement. <laughs> no, it's just like there's a room that's like there's a big bronze needle outside of it and it's like the steroid yeah. era and you come in here and you watch it and you're like this baseball is way more exciting than all this other baseball that I've been walking around looking at. Look at all these home runs. Look at all these home runs <laughs> because not everyone was on the same playing field. And I know for years in baseball, not everyone's on the same playing field. But for some reason, this type of lying and hiding what you're doing. Look, ba people have always tried to cheat. You're absolutely right. Some of the best pitchers in the league were using probably substances like for how long before Major League Baseball finally realized, oh, shit spider tack what the fuck is that and you saw the change in the game when they eliminated the substance use in the pitchers the hitters got better so they're always trying to balance the game out because these baseball players are always trying to cheat just like in life everyone's always going to try and cheat but there's also the players that are choosing not to cheat and i want to say that i believe in those players probably not that many of them uh but i'd like to say i believe in that well it's like yeah i i understand the like the purity of the game argument right yeah. and i think there are certain players who played their careers clean who have that position to speak from but in terms of talking about the hall of fame itself like the hall of fame is not a litmus test for character there's all kinds of people that are in the hall of fame that are terrible people terrible people and arguably yeah. much worse people than barry bonds Agreed. so that's why it's like kind of I, a weird thing to be like, oh, well, it's the steroids that like make Barry and his his assholishness that make him undesirable in the Hall of Fame. Well, it's like, well, this guy over here was like a Klansman and like this dude for sure. fucking alcoholic who's spiking people during the game. Like For sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't think there's a baseball rule. I could be wrong that it's a, I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I just think that. He lied to it I, i've said it all over and over again this whole time and i know it's not a test of moral character but i just does i i understand him not being in and also it prevents others that think if you just get the numbers you can get into the hall of fame no the numbers now don't get you in if you cheated so it prevents i don't want more people to cheat like I hated that they didn't take the World Series away from the Houston Astros because it encourages people to still cheat because you're still going to get a fucking World Series. If you would have taken that World Series away, nullified it, not even given it to the Dodgers, just been like, this World Series didn't happen and Houston doesn't have it, that prevents teams from still trying things like that. That's why I was upset they didn't. And I, they had to because they needed immunity and they needed to know what happened. The players, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. My point exactly is that baseball is very uh flexible with what they deem to be okay behavior and not okay behavior so looking at the kind of people that are in the hall of fame and being like barry bonds doesn't deserve to be in there i think is a poor argument mm. so if you want to say that like uh he lied about it like oh there's no liars in there oh, bud selig is the guy who oversaw the steroid era and he lied about it in front of congress so mm -hmm. you can't use that as a i reason. wouldn't have voted him in well i don't think he deserves interestingly to be in interestingly i think enough. i associate him with the steroid era and him not yeah. doing anything so if i was a baseball writer by the way i'm sure there's again it's all relationships so these relationships that bud had people have experiences with him i'm sure mm -hmm. he did a lot of great things for these baseball writers so it's tough to not vote him in when this guy's giving you access and, and allowing you to do things and having good conversations you're having drinks with them but if I was a baseball writer, I wouldn't have voted him in. I associate him with the steroid era and not doing enough. So what happened with Bud Selig is that he did not get in through the writer's vote. He was elected through the Veterans Committee. Which Barry Bonds can still be elected through, yes, correct? Yes, he's, he's eligible, I think, and I say, this, I this bet December and then 24. And I think that would be... I think it's it's a while before there's another one after 2024. That's going to happen. But that's made up of players, uh, executives, ex-coaches. Uh, I think there are some writers, but only ones that are in the Hall yeah. of Fame as uh, contributors. So he's got a better chance there, but he still needs to reach 75%. And there are a group of players in the Hall of Fame who don't believe that the steroid players should be in there. And true. so it's it's going to be That's an interesting true. fight. Um, 
And when I talked to you about this last night, you told me you didn't know if you were in the minority or the majority on this subject. Yeah, because in my feed, on my social media, it's all like, it's a travesty this guy's not in the Hall of Fame. How dare baseball think that they can't let this guy in? And I think like, I'm fine with him not being in. I'm fine with the steroid players not being in the Hall of Fame. Doesn't, I don't lose sleep at night. Yeah, I'm not This guy was amazing, but he irked me with his cheating and he irked me with lying. And there was obviously a time when, yeah, he was the best baseball player, but he needed to be the best baseball player and show it to everyone when he was on the, the Roy's. Okay, and, but let me ask you then. If it, So if you're a baseball writer, your mm-hmm. reasons for keeping him out are how he hurt your feelings. He lied to you and he irked you. Yeah. So that yeah, would be well, like no, he no, hurt. He, Barry Bonds hurt my feelings. Therefore, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds cheated. And he I don't did. like cheating. Okay, he okay. cheated when he did. He continued to do something he knew was wrong and he had an advantage over everyone else. So those numbers that we base on allowing you into the Hall of Fame, those are inflated. I know that you had the numbers beforehand when in the middle of your career, you shouldn't have done anything. Should have just played and continued those numbers. You would have got there, but you wanted to accelerate those numbers and show that you were the best by far over everyone. And you had such an advantage. Not to mention uh, the the arm thing you wore because you stood so close to the plate. Like your whole ad- taking advantage, I just didn't like it. That's why I wouldn't vote for him. Okay, so because you didn't like it and because of cheating, but as we've established, there are cheaters that are in the Hall of Fame. Okay, give me another one on comparable to Barry Bonds. Well, I don't think anybody's comparable to Barry Bonds. Exactly. So what? So what type of cheating are you referring to that's in the Hall of Fame? I mean, on field cheating that is allowed within the sport rules of the game. I'm just saying, like, there was a lot of guys from the amphetamine era are in the Hall of Fame. The amphetamine era, the 70s, you're saying right? that, that, that base, Major League Baseball didn't catch up in time to realize these guys were taking amphetamines. Um, and was there a list of guys that for sure were taking it? Because you can't really leave guys out when you don't know if they were taking it. Because obviously there have been guys that took steroids that are keeping under wraps that are in the Hall of Fame. And I wish they were not. There wasn't testing for amphetamines at the time, but it is now a banned substance. So clearly baseball knew that it was a problem and just didn't catch up to it in time. So they messed up and those, so you're going to, so if you retroactively say, oh, this guy was on amphetamines for these numbers, well, he's in already. Like, are they removing people from the hall of fame? Is that a common thing? No, but I'm saying, is that a double standard to have like guys who are known to have been part of this particular era where there was a, a different yeah, it's cheating called, scandal it's that was called happening. the media wasn't as widespread and these guys <laughs> got in and maybe they shouldn't have been in and we fucked up so let's try to rewrite our wrongs and not continue to allow guys that cheated into a shrine that we hold so dear that chain once you get there you're just like a legend this is where we put our legends right um and i'm just fine with with bonds not being in there i, I, I get Look, but I he that. probably does get in. And if he gets in, I'm fine with that too. Like, I don't care either way. I am on the side of that he shouldn't be in and I wouldn't vote him in. But if he gets in, be like, okay, cool. He's in. And then if he got in, it would allow other potential steroid guys to get in. But I think their vote's almost up. <laughs> it, is Barry Bonds one of the best players of all time? Yes. I think that's indisputable. Yes. Did he play many years with an advantage that he shouldn't have had but after he was one of the best players of all time? Yes. Does that affect how I think of him as a legend? Yes. Do I equate legends into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Well, like I said, he already had 445 homers. I know. But by 1999, he had, uh, what is it? He had 2,000 hits already by that point. Uh, Mm -hmm. He had, uh, let's see, 460 steals already, 1,200 RBIs already. So... You know, in his 14 years with Pittsburgh in the early years with San Francisco, like he was already a great player. He was. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. And then it's like he had those five years where he was untouchable. And then 2005 hits. He has a knee injury that keeps him out most of the season while the Balco case is wrapping up coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And then and then he comes back in 2006 and 2007 and puts up very quiet numbers in comparison, only batting 270, uh, doesn't hit 30 homers in either of those years, doesn't even crack 80 RBIs in either of those years, uh, still leads the league in walks and on base percentage because of that. Mm-hmm. But you could see that all of a sudden, like at 41 and 42, 
things have changed. So I think there was like that clear window where 2000 to 2004, he was juiced. And then as baseball cracked down and the investigation uh, mm. went to like federal court, he no longer had the pipeline of supply and he came back and he was still pretty good. Like a 41 year old guy going up there and hitting 26 homers and 77 RBIs is still pretty damn good. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. So I think even like just remove his steroid years and Barry Bond still is probably in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. You can't though. You can't remove the steroid years. It's it's his, again, it's choices, it's his actions, and it's a shrine that that yes, there are guys in there that we that you could probably I wish there was a guy who's like, you know what, I'm gonna do a double Mitchell report and I'm gonna go to all the teams. Teams wouldn't talk because they know what they did wrong. So at some point. I just don't even want to think about that era. That, that era of baseball, I think we got a World Series. That's the only World Series the Angels ever got. I don't really want to think about it. Like, I just, it for me, a baseball purist, I didn't like it. I prefer the game the way it is now. Uh, and I'm sure there's guys trying to cheat. with, And the, baseball's always trying to catch up. But they caught up to Barry, and they're not letting him in. <laughs> That's true. They're not letting him in. Uh, he still might get in. He might get in. It's possible because it, it, he was getting more and more percentages. So obviously people were starting to be like, well, you know, it was everyone was doing it. So might as well let him in. I think it's just have you ever I'm sure you've heard it, but you've heard the term sunlight is the best disinfectant. Mm, yes, but what, what basically, is it? Basically, it means that trying to hide something like trying to hide some dirty thing is not the way to go about it. The best yeah. way to go about it is to put it out for everybody to see. And I think there's a way to do that with Barry Bonds is that like he should there be is. in the Hall of Fame and in the Hall of Fame, you need to talk about his steroid use and what it did to the game of baseball and how baseball adjusted to that because of him and what the game looks like now. I think there's a way to get him in there and still uh, still be critical of him lying about it and his usage of it and all of that. And I, I think just if you look at the totality of his career, his career was too good to to let these like five years and his subsequent lying be the deciding factor. I think Barry Bonds is more than just a guy that did steroids. It's a fair argument. It's a fair argument. I guess it's the length at which he did it. And yeah, I still don't think he's ever admitted it. At least nothing that I've ever. Exactly. Read. Again, people love human beings that can be humble and not have a super driven ego. And people love of human beings that have the super driven ego. But when it comes to sports, I think, especially when it's the Hall of Fame and people are voted in, like, again, it's a popularity contest, along with being legendary, I guess. I'm fine with it either way after this whole discussion. It <laughs> stresses me out. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to lose sleep over it, but. No, it's well, it's a good argument. I understand both sides and, and I fall in the middle a little on the side of him not being in. I'm fine with it. Okay. At least at least I heard your side and you know, you're not a baseball writer, but I know you're a baseball purist, which is why I wanted to give you the opportunity to No, I appreciate it. Yeah. In their position. If he gets that World Series, do you think that maybe pushes him over the top? No. Nah. Uh I mean, I don't know. One in twenty two seasons, like, is that gonna be the deciding factor in like the great career? Like I'd say if the Giants had won like multiples in that stretch where he was unbeatable at the plate. I mean, like he walked 232 times in 2004, like and a, uh, 120 of those were intentional. Like he just didn't get at bats like other guys. And he still put up these ridiculous numbers. He batted 362 that year. Pablo Sandoval, Hall of Famer. Mm, I don't know. Kung Fu Panda. <sighs> doesn't Not sound very like good it. numbers. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it, but. But the dude had three World Series and arguably, I think, got a couple MVPs and had clutch hits. Yeah, I would say it would be more dependent on how he played in the playoffs. He was a one-time World Series MVP. He has three World Series, two-time All-Star. Ooh, is only Border. 153 home runs. Borderline. It. I, I would say look at his look at their World Series success and look at uh, like his if his numbers improve significantly in the playoffs. He would have a better argument than if he was just mediocre. And he did, he's got the MVP in the World Series ring. So those are nice, but he should, I don't know. yeah. If, he it, hasn't if done. it comes down to baseball writers, then I don't know. Like, 
does a guy that like won a handful of World Series as part of like a, a better team, but like didn't perform all that well, like deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. There's something to be said that if you have three World Series and the numbers in those World Series, you constantly hit. If you did not play for the team, you they weren't going to win. They might not have even gotten there on both sides of the ball, defensively and uh, I mean, it wasn't the best defensive player, but still pretty good. But he just had so many clutch hits, like David Ortiz level hits. David Ortiz had the numbers to back up what he did in the postseason. So I guess you have to do both to get into the Hall of Fame or just do regular season. Like, is, if is I'm, Robin Ventura in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. He's the all-time leader in Grand Slams by a lot, I think. Yeah. I don't think so. Let's see. No. Oh. So that's interesting. Oh, I mean, wait. 16 yes, he seasons? Is. Yes, yeah, okay. he is in the Hall Makes of Fame. Makes sense. He is in the Hall of Fame. Six-time Gold Glove winner, two-time All-Star. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. But he's no Barry Bonds. He is no Barry Bonds. So, all right. Well, at least we've, we've come to the end of this discussion. I wrote, I wrote a whole article about it. I'll put the link for that. In Read the it. It's good. For this show. Really uh, I know. I, I wasn't going to do it initially. But then I was like, you know what? I sat on this idea for like a couple years. And uh, a friend of mine on Twitter who is a Dodger fan of all mm-hmm. people is rallying for Bonds to be in there. And so, like, he, he, he was posting, uh, like, just clips of, like, Bonds versus, like, Randy Johnson versus Schilling versus Maddox. Like, so against all these other, like, legends of his era. And just there was a pitch in uh, Maddox at bat in the playoffs. And it was, like, one of the last time the Braves were good. And uh, they were up in that series. And San Francisco came back and eliminated them. But Maddox threw, like, a... a a two-seamer two that's like breaking away from the plate and he wants no part of Barry in this at bat and he throws yeah. this thing like way high and away and Bond just like steps on top of the plate and just goes and gets it way out of the strike zone mm-hmm. just opposite field home run and it was like those are the kind of hits that like Barry Bonds is such a good hitter like he knows he doesn't even have to swing at that pitch but Maddox doesn't have an overpowering fastball or anything so going at like 88 miles an hour, just seeing that thing moving, he's seeing the ball so well and he knows his swing so well that he's like, I can go get this and hit it out of the park. And that's something that, you know, before the steroids, like he wasn't just like constantly like an opposite field home run hitter. Once yeah. he was on steroids, it was like you you have to be careful everywhere. Yeah. So the steroids gave him a competitive advantage. Fine. Put him sure in. Sure did. Give him. Just put yeah. him in there. Put him in there with Kim Kennedy and Jeff Bagwell and... And Chuck Knobloch and all those guys. Just let them all in. Bagwell's were, in there already. Who's in there? Bagwell's yeah, in there? Yeah, Bagwell's in there. He got in uh, a couple of years ago. He didn't do steroids. I just assumed so because he was on the same team as Ken Caminiti. Who and did his head steroids. started to get yeah. big. And won the MVP in 96 on steroids. All but right. Ken Caminiti also had a lot of other issues besides just steroids. Um, but yeah, Bagwell was a guy who I always looked at as like, this guy is very clearly on steroids. I don't know if he ever actually did it, but just looking it at just Jeff looked Bagwell, like it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The eyeball test is pretty accurate. And that's why it was like when Barry came back in 2000 and he was huge, it was like, oh, he's clearly juiced. Think, to the uh, <laughs> I never looked to me like Griffey did. But yeah, I, don't, I don't think Griffey did. It never looked like it. And, he, and if there was a guy that was going to use it to come back from injury, it would have been Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. The guy, the way he was amazing, but the guy, the way he played, like he opened himself to injury and he didn't get back as fast as some of these other guys. So I don't think he did it. And again, he's another yeah. one of those guys that played through that era that we hold up high in regard. I think you mentioned him earlier in the media mm-hmm. because we don't think he did it. And people don't want to believe that he did it because they love Ken Griffey Jr. so much. So it's like Ken Griffey Jr. was also like, you know, a soft spoken superstar. He yeah. was he wasn't arrogant and brash in the way that Barry Bonds was. He wasn't going to get in your face and tell you like I'm the best player in the world. He was, I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to come out here shirtless with my gold chains and do batting practice and just show off to everybody. Like he wasn't. He was the anti Barry Bonds. Yeah, I, I wish that, he would have gotten a World Series, even though he played for Seattle. I wish he would have gotten one. Yeah, I mean, he could have got one for the Reds, and then you know. Yeah, he was out of his. Yeah, he was okay. He, he was, was but prime. he still played for a while. He should he have had one in Seattle. It felt wrong that that team never won a World Series. Edgar uh, Martinez, though, do you think he ever did it? Jay Buhner. 
Alex Rodriguez won the MVP. Tested Alex positive Rodriguez. Steroids. Again, yeah. you could. I, I. No one has done it because they know that if they go back and do it, you're going to ruin people's careers. But someone could go back and trace the. I'm sure those names are in there, and they're a part of every team. Every team had one guy and one guy succeeding. Everyone wants to succeed in baseball. All right, let's just look at that one Orioles team, right? Where Brady Anderson led the mm-hmm. team. He was a leadoff hitter and he hit 50, 55. And mm. the dude was, he had never hit more than how many? And then you had Roberto Alomar, who I want to, don't want to say he did it, but he's been around the thing. Palmero, shoot, Cal Ripken Jr. was on that team. Could he have that record? Because he was able to, who knows? When one guy had it on the team, you have to assume that other guys on the team had it. And I hate to say it, but baseball doesn't want to go back and look at these teams and unveil this you know, tree of steroid users because it ruins people's lives and careers. It does. And you want to talk about Brady Anderson. So in his starting years, he went 21, 13, 12, 16, 50, 18, 18, 24, 19. Uh, And then he hit eight in his last year where he started 131 games. Owners and commissioners looked the other way because the way the steroid users were playing baseball made money. It made baseball better because baseball almost died in 1994. Because of money. Because of the because strike of, season. They couldn't argue, or they couldn't agree on money, right? That was the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, that's why they, they went on strike. And they went on strike, and people, and again, in my opinion, baseball was always going to come back. It, it was just going to take some time, but this helped it get back faster because of the home runs, and that's the exciting part about baseball. But there's always young generations of these generational athletes that come up and are amazing at baseball. We're seeing it now. We're seeing it with the Tatises and the Harpers and the, you know, Mike Trouts and Shohei Otani is pitching and hitting at a high level. No one's ever done that. If you think that there's not going to be a couple more guys that do that in the coming years, you're wrong because the generation just comes back. And I wish that they they had to make money. They were at a time where they weren't making money. People weren't watching it on TV. The NFL was probably getting all the ratings, which it still is. Attendance was down, revenues down. Yeah, and they so they turned a blind eye to these guys bulking up, taking steroids. They saw how the people loved Oakland and the Bash Brothers. Like that put people in the seats because home runs, chicks dig home runs, and it's you know it's a it's an era that you know uh, that's what was happening, and. I hear the argument of letting these guys in, but I also realize, like, yo, that was a mistake. You guys made mistakes back then. And you see how baseball is now. There are cheaters. There are guys trying to find supplements and blah, blah, blah. But they're doing a good job of keeping it out. And you see how exciting the game is, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think ultimately that's my point with Barry Bonds, is that Barry Bonds was not the only guy doing this. He wasn't. And Major League Baseball... Basically, it was just like, do it and don't get caught. And so, kind of, it, yeah, it's, it's, but you got caught, Barry. Well, true. So I'm sorry. But, but the league needs to take responsibility for they that do. era of baseball more than they need to pin the tail on Barry Bonds and be like, you're the scapegoat for all the years of steroid use and you and all these other guys that like got named. And we Barry, have, if like, you would have hit 15, 20 less home runs and not broken these records, yeah, you probably would have got in. But the fact that you needed to break these records to be the best, it irks some people because Hank Aaron didn't do steroids. He might have been drunk a couple times. He might have taken a supplement every now and then. But I'm pretty sure he was not on steroids. And I have no idea if he was drunk. I have no idea he was on anything. I assume he played the game clean and hit the most home runs. And when Barry Bonds tried to break that record and take it on a steroid, that's where you lose me. He got caught. Other guys are in that didn't get caught. Good, good, for, good on them. But you shouldn't be in either. Yeah, if you actually just, if you take Bond's career numbers through 99 and you just kind of extrapolate that out. He was going to be in the, the no doubter a lot. Yeah, he would have still probably broken seven home runs or gotten very close to it. He would have been in the 600 club for sure. Uh, his He would have had more steals and more RBIs because he would have been getting walk less because that five years. And he wasn't being When you roy, you don't steal bases. Exactly. Well, that's that was the biggest thing, like. Once 2000 hit, like, goodbye gold gloves, goodbye stolen bases. Like, Barry Bonds is not moving well anymore, where yeah. he was, like, one of the most dynamic players. Like, five-tool player, like, gold glover, you know? So, it's unfortunate. It's bigger than just Barry Bonds. MLB just needs to bend over, accept responsibility for... And maybe they will after not enforcing he, things after now the window is going away of these guys that can't get into the Hall of Fame anymore. Maybe now they'll come out and be like, 
we take responsibility. Sorry, these guys can't get in, or who knows? But steroid win either way. Let's do it. Give him, give him the what is it, what color is the jacket? Is it gold or is that the NFL jacket? Is gold? The NFL jacket is gold. I don't know what the baseball jacket is. Put like a little like needle emblem on it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a scarlet letter that they have to wear. You're it's in, red. but you get the needle asterisk jacket. Yeah. And then you get the steroid wing. You get a whole new wing in the Hall of I Fame. I really think if he hadn't broken the records, he probably gets in. That year that, that year where he hit 73 is the only year where he's hit more than 50. So if he like just stayed a little quiet there, like if he didn't all, all like the other McGuire had it. Fair enough. McGuire was not as nearly as good of a baseball player as Barry Bonds. He wasn't. Uh, and you saw what steroids did for McGuire. Like he could hit a fastball like to the moon. And once his like timing and coordination was gone, though, like McGuire was not very good. Uh, no, but at least he's around the game and he is coaching because he wants to be. Because I think, you know, yeah. like he to some extent regrets not doing things the clean way. Yeah. But he did that for a long time. So I agreed. Yeah. But he's also not in the Hall of Fame. His eligibility <laughs> window is closed. He's got the record regardless. Steroids or not. He does. Good for him. The, at the end of the day, Barry Bonds is the all-time leader in home runs, in walks, intentional walks. He's got the single-season record in walks, intentional walks, slugging percentage, and on-base percentage. He's arguably the greatest baseball player of all time. He's in that conversation. Steroids or not, it's unfortunate that his legacy will always be stained by that. Mm-hmm. I think at some point in his future, it's in his best interest to acknowledge wrongdoing. If he cares. If, if he, he cares. wants to be I in. think he does care. I always looked at Barry Bonds as a guy who wanted to be liked. Yeah. I never looked at Barry Bonds as like this guy who wants to have this adversarial relationship with the media. He just could never get around like, why don't these guys like me for being me when I'm clearly like one of the best baseball players in the world? Yeah. So... I think there is a uh, there is a time and maybe now that this 10 year window is closed, he's got to think a couple more tries through the veterans committee and we may see that bridge get mended. I think it's better for baseball and better for bonds for them to find some common ground to come together. Agreed. And on that note, people made mistakes. The better person can always forgive uh, and not be stubborn. So you're right. It's probably better for baseball. It's probably better for baseball. And on that note, we doing, we're not doing a pick show this week, right? We can. There's only two games, so we don't need that much time. Uh, we would probably still have to do it. You're working Friday or no? Friday. Tomorrow? Um, no, I, I, I work at night, but I have exactly. like a school thing to do. I mean, um, if you want to do it Saturday morning, we can do it Saturday morning again. We only have those couple of games. I don't want to do it. Might as well, like, since I've done it the past couple of times and the Niners are winning. Yeah. Are you doing that basketball game where we have to get up at 645 in the morning again? No, probably not. Okay. What time are the games this week? 12 and 3 on Sunday. They're both on Sunday? Yeah. Perfect. So we can do like a little bit later morning game uh, pick them show on Saturday. And uh, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, can't wait. Well, just thank trying, you. Just try, trying to count the date hours down. <laughs> I know. I'm pulling. For, I'm pulling for you guys. Uh, I appreciate I'm not a, it. I'm not a big fan of this Rams team, even though they're the LA team. There's some players on the team that you I hate like, Stafford. I don't even hate him anymore. Like Matt Stafford's not my issue. It's it's more the we're like trying to just like buy this championship this season so that we can like get the monkey off our back and then go from there. Because so it's like, what are they going to do? Like with all these guys. Moving if they forward. don't win, they got, I mean, Von Miller's going to go make money somewhere. They might resign yeah. him. He is, I mean, I feel like this last game was his best game, and I have a feeling he's going to have a presence in this game. Um, Especially if, if you know, Trent Williams, I hope he plays. I hope yeah. we all play. Obviously, one person missing hurts. We beat this team the last time with Colton McKivitz playing left tackle. Trent Williams was injured. So giving him back to us against these guys helps us out. We also got some defensive guys back. So I know people say that they're healthy and we're a little dinged up. We're riding on adrenaline. We're playing with house money. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, Niner game. Well, well, thank you for stopping by and being my resident. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. 
expert since I'm not really uh, tuned in. I basically, I basically stopped watching baseball like after that Barry Bonds era was over. No, because, I know, and it's and your team won the World Series. I know, right? I mean, I was happy for them. But, they won uh, the World Series without their best player. Right, they're gonna be good this next year. But what would for me is like, say like Chipper was the hitting coach or something right now. I'd probably yeah. still be watching. But like he just, you know, he's doing what he's doing. He's away from the game. Another guy that we just are sh about if he did anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know people that were like very adamant, like no, he never did it. And I'm like, he did have that one year where like he was going low and away and just like opposite field all the time. He and was like, amazing. I, he was. He was such a good player. I don't want to believe that he did it. But maybe he messed around with it that one season and was like, hey, this is great. And then he had a bunch of like just nagging injuries like over and over again after that. So mm -hmm. whatever. I will not uh, I will neither confirm it's nor tough deny. to say a name during that era and not be like, well, like there, there was moments where it's very suspect. Anybody, anybody in that era, even if you're like <laughs> Louis Gonzalez, right? All what? the pitchers, which All that pitchers. was that was, I think, the dam that really like broke major league baseball because it wasn't just like oh these guys are hitting home runs and being monsters it's like no all the pitchers are on steroids too yeah eric <laughs> gagne no one thought eric gagne one of the greatest cl closing seasons of all time was on it he was uh, one of the highlights in that barry bonds compilation was gagne who was juiced to the gills against barry bonds and gagne during his historic year and bonds just owning him so so when they were both on steroids bonds was better yeah, exactly. So yeah. when when everybody was juiced, Bonds was the king of the juice. Yeah. And for that, give him the crown, put him in the king Hall of, of Fame. King of the juice. Stick a needle on his jacket and just find a way to mend fences. Fine. It's better for baseball. It is. All right, brother. Well, All thank right. you so much. Of course. Appreciate your time. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. We'll set something up for Saturday. Okay, deal. See ya. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen to the episode. If you liked it, you can help us out by telling somebody, and you can also help us out by liking, subscribing, and giving ratings wherever you get your podcasts. Keep in mind, the opinions expressed on this show are just that, opinions. So until next time, stay safe, be well, take care, everybody.